happy day. Should we do a bit of podcasting? Do a bit. Hello and welcome to Proper Village, Village Cricketers with me, Jed, Rory and Alex. Yeah, that's right. We've got Alex back again from last week. He's uh, back from his adventures, aren't you, mate? Yeah, it's good to be back. Good to be back. I've uh, missed, missed one of them so far. Um, a bit gutting, really. I, I listened to it and I thought it was very, very good. So, yeah, it's good to be back. Good to uh, have a chat up on the cricket. There's been some good cricket this week. There's been so a lot of good cricket this week. It. Definitely in the IPL as well. I'm, I don't think there's any other cricket going on. Do you want to just get stuck into the those games then, lads? Just have a quiet chat about them. Absolutely. Crack on. Go yeah. on then, Scotty, lead us, mate. Yeah. What do you want to talk about yeah. first? I'll let you go. You've, you've had a week off. You can you can kick the ball off. Um, I, I won't start off with the results to start with. I'll start off seeing um, Morgan's taken over the Kolkata Knight Riders captaincy, which I really like, especially, obviously, he's, well, no, he's not English, he's Irish, but he's England's captain. So I really like that appointment. I think it, it'll take him on to the next level, really. And everyone knows how good a captain he is. He makes some really good decisions under pressure. And unfortunately, um, what's his name? He wasn't doing a very good... Well, he was doing well, um, Dinesh Kartik. Um, but his batting was just letting him down. He shouldn't, he shouldn't have really... Yeah, but he, well, he was batting quite... Um, I mean, so he was batting all right. Back. But did you, did you catch any of the match today? He um he tried to dink one round the corner and ended up was completely fluffing it went under his under his bat and took a stump. So we uh Yeah, that's the thing. I mean he scored look at this now, he scored fifteen point four two that's his average in the first seven games, which it's not really leading from the front, is it the skipper? I mean you can have two kind of skippers, one that um kind of leads from by example and that's not leading by example, and the other one is quite like animated on the field and as a wicket keeper it's pretty hard to do that yeah definitely you've already got quite a lot on your plate yeah, you can't get involved as much yeah. as what you want yeah exactly so I think that's a really good shout from them putting Morgan in there I think it'd be nice to see an English definitely I mean I don't think today's result will help Irish them they have just lost to uh, Mumbai Indians by quite a bit the they got finished, didn't they? Yeah, they knocked, they, yeah, I think they put yeah, 148 yeah. not a big enough score at all and then Indians came in and knocked off in 17 overs they're interesting. Oh, yeah. Cruising, got some trouble quite quickly. Really, um, the few wickets, early wickets they lost, which has been seems to be quite a recurring theme with a lot of the teams in the last yeah. few days. Actually, losing some early wickets, but um, no, a bit disappointing. Really, poor old Morgan, his first game's captain. He did get third. Yeah, he had a very good knock. Um, who was it? Was on with him as well. It wasn't Paddy Cummins. Paddy Cummins. It was Paddy Cummins actually. Yeah, from, uh, this like uh, yeah, me and Jed talked a little yeah. bit uh, earlier today, I think actually about how Paddy Cummins. Neither of us really saw him as an all rounder, um, and the last few knocks he's had, both in the IPL and and even in Test stage, I think he had a fifty odd and a sixty odd in the Ashes. Yeah, he, he can hold a bat. He really can hold a bat. Um, he can hit some sixes and he can stay. He can hang around. But I think that's the reoccurring theme in the whole of the cricket world. Your, your tail enders are not really tail-enders anymore. Against the red ball, they kind of are, in a sense. Like The red ball swings a bit, it's a lot harder. But in white ball cricket, certainly, I think it's a bit easier for the tail-enders and they end up do scoring quite I a think... few runs. Um, it seems to be a reoccurring theme, really. Everyone can hold a bat in, in one day. Do you think yeah. there's any pressure on... Oh, sorry, Roy. No, mate, no, I was just agreeing with them. Continue. I was going to say, do you, think, do you think there's any pressure on Pat Cummins because his bowling hasn't been brilliant that he thinks he owes his team a knock? Because I know he's been for like 49 or four overs quite recently. Do you think he goes, oh, actually, I've dropped the bollock there, I need to get a few runs? Do you think that'll play on his mind? Or I mean, I don't. I know when we play Village on the weekend, my thought when I get, if I have a out first ball or bowl some absolute dross for an over and you end up taking <laughs> me off, Scotty, I more think about, well, at least I get a knock now in half an hour or at least I get to bowl again in half an hour, you know? Um, yeah, so yeah. I don't know if it's a case of, oh, well, I can, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just about contribution. Yeah. Mm. That's a good point, isn't about it? Contribution. Where can you... Where can you be the um, where can you change the game for your team and if you haven't changed the game as a bowler or you haven't changed the game as a batsman then you've got to try try your hardest to change the game in one or the other that you haven't succeeded at before and whether you are a batsman whether you are a bowler obviously if you're a bowler you're going to get less chance to actually contribute with the bat but when you do get the chance and get given the chance then that's that's where you've got to uh, you've got to give something to your team it's just about contributions and that's how I look at it as IPL you might say I'd so and so is an amazing player, but if he's not contributing, then that, that what, what's he going to do? He contributes once every seven games and scores a hundred. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, that's what you want. But you want someone that's consistent that can contribute yeah. every single yeah, week. I'd agree with that. And that's what an all-round gives you. That's what an all-round gives you. Someone like Paddy Cummins, Sam Curran, 
if they don't score, get wickets and bowl tight, then they'll. they'll yeah, I know Sammy Curran's Jed's boy. Jed, Jed loves Sammy Curran through and through, don't you? Mate? Um, but he's had, uh, he, had yeah. he had some good performances this week as well, actually, hasn't he? Didn't he score thirty odd in a tough game and then take yeah. four, two or three wickets? He opened the batting, yeah. Scotty said, yeah, opened the batting and got 30, thirty one. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad that for a, for a left armer who yeah, plays yeah. a bit of yeah, definitely. Was twenty two now? Yeah, I think so. But I mean, there was talk of him when he first came in the Test scene, and he was uh, and he scored. I think he scored seventy odd against India and won the game for England basically because England were behind the game and he came in and scored some some valuable runs. Meant them they were chasing two hundred and we ended up winning. And there was talk then that actually his batting would overtake his bowling because I mean, his bowling's good. Don't get me wrong, but he's not he's not got that eighty five ninety mile per hour. He's just just seven eighty or just under really seventy eight eighty. And there was talk that his batting would overtake it, but I felt that it. Had, Fallen down in the last couple of years, but this year it seems to have just taken off again or starting on the rise again. So I hope to see that he can uh, he can start to because someone like Steve Smith, he came into the test side as a, a bowler, didn't he? Now he's the best. Yeah, in the world. he came. Was, was he a specialist? Off it, on that being on that stage can improve you. Yeah, you, well, um, I know in terms of Sammy Curran's, so I think he does bring a nice uh, little bit of difference into the test squad bowling attack too, and I think he's lucky in a sense that he's that left armer in a squad left full armor, of right arm yeah. tall seamers. Um, so you've got him coming in as quite a short seamer swing bowler, really. And he, yeah, exactly. Skidding, it's, yeah. it's a different yeah. bowling Skidding, face yeah, for a well. team to play against, isn't it? And I think that's going to keep him on that stage, like you said, like Steve Smith had, um, because it's going to hopefully give him some inclusion in the test squad and therefore give him more light to play in big competitions like this and continue to grow him as a player. Speaking of Steve Smith, he hasn't actually backed up there, as Scotty said. The the Ashes, he was he was phenomenal, he was prolific run scorer, but he hasn't quite done it in the IPL this year, has he? No, I, but when you look at that, uh, I was actually going to message into our little group the other day uh, when that first Royals of the Week game was going on. Who was it against? Was the Mumbai Indians who played? Uh, Registered Royals. Uh, yeah, 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 when they Hyde, played uh, Hyde, DC. Hyderabad. They played, they played Hyderabad. Hyderabad. That's it, and I'm pretty sure, it's on their opening top four, some like Stokes, Butler, uh, Smith, Smith and... and Sampson. Yeah. Sampson. Yeah, and they all did pretty pretty poo, I think, didn't they, in that game? Um, yeah, so Stokes got five, Butler 16, Smith 5, and then Samson 26. But his 26 was off 25 balls, and then T20 doesn't quite cut the mustard, does it? No, definitely not. I mean, you've got a, a specialist spinner again. We've already spoken about Smith being coming across the two forms. But didn't Tawasha hit a 45 off not very many either? Yeah, correct. And, and Parag as well, he hit 42. Oh, actually, I'm glad you brought Parag up, actually, because I want to mention something. Um, did you see his celebration after the win? I didn't see it, no. So, I he, he basically, I think the helmet no, was on the floor and he was dancing around the helmet, Samba-style, football-style. And, and, <laughs> and Jed knows from what we've said already that I'm quite a purist in terms of cricket, that I much prefer test to one-day form, as much as I appreciate all one-day form is done for test cricket. But... I just it doesn't feel like it has its place. I didn't like when Cottrell started saluting either. I don't like the the excessive celebration. I don't mind a wicket or bowler celebrating a wicket and a batsman celebrating a hundred. Johnny Bairstow's jump and pump and Warner he gets quite excited because that's an achievement, you know. But I don't like the the football style arms <laughs> dancing and it, yeah. Tawesi also does the had fingers in the ears thing, didn't they? We've discussed this, not knowing what it's yeah. about. It just I don't I don't know, guys. It's hard. It's hard in a sense. I think it's hard because where do you draw the line? And the end of the day, like if you start banning someone or saying fining them for that and saying, "Oh, you can't do that," but you can jump in the air and celebrate. Where do you draw the line? And I think it's quite difficult to say where do you draw the line really. And I don't see, for me, I don't see a problem in in someone celebrating because it's your job at the end of the day. And if you, I don't know, won a con, let's say you're a salesperson and you've just sold this thing, I don't know, you've sold this house and you've just got a bonus from it, you would celebrate yourself. You'd have a glass of beer at home, you'd have a champagne or whatever, and that's probably celebrating a little bit more behind closed doors. But I actually see it as part of the get a part of the game because I see it as somebody celebrating what they've done well and they're happy with themselves. And yeah, sometimes rubbing it in people's faces, but I see it as part of the game in the sense that like you're happy, this is your part of the team. You've contributed to the team. He scored 42 or whatever, not out, and he's contributed to the team. So he's pleased with his contribution that he's managed to win for the team. So I don't know, I see it as part of the game. And like I say, where do you draw the line? Do you say, oh, you can't do that. You're only allowed to jump in the air and celebrate. Or, or, or I think for me, it's, it's, the, it's the showboated side, the showboat side of things. 
it's the excessive flair to it. I completely agree when you're successful, uh, say in another profession, like you said, salesman, you sell something big, you go home, you have a glass of beer, it's closed door celebration. We all know after the ashes in 2005, Freddie was hammered for what, the next three days. Like they have a few celebrations behind the scenes yeah. and that. And we all see celebrations lifting the cup, spraying champagne. We discussed the Islamic fellow from, was it Essex? Getting head beer, beer put on his head. And that being a part of the celebrations as well. And yeah, that's, that, that's another, yeah, that's another yeah. thing. Like those are celebrations that happen. I guess my issue is that for me, because obviously I guess I'm an Englishman and my perspective of it is Jeffrey Boycott and, you know, old school straight bat men. Is that because I'm still seeing it as the, the, hmm. I think, yeah, one day cricket. I, I actually think that is true. I think because we are British people and English people in the way that cricket is played in this country as a gentleman's sport and as a sport that's seen as quite, not serious, but on that sense, yeah, and people um, take it quite seriously. I think for us, that's how yeah. we view cricket. But for, let's say, Indian, who Indian people and Indian in, as a culture, it's quite flamboyant, colourful, like they celebrate things that like you see the fans are going absolutely crazy, shouting, things like that. So I think for them, it, it's quite a normal thing to grow up and actually see, and that's how they behave in the sport. And something like that, dancing around them, is absolutely nothing to them because they're quite flamboyant and, and they embrace things. So they're quite like, that's how they celebrate, jumping around. It's like West Indians. Gail always does that dance, that salute with um, by Cottrell. That's it's a part of their way of enjoying cricket, isn't it? They've been brought up to, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the way that they've been brought up to celebrate things and to be part of the sport. English is quite like serious part of it and actually like having a beer or... I don't know, whatever, at the end of the game, that's the way that we celebrate things. And the way that, you know, the Indians celebrate is quite over the top and, like, shouting and dancing and whatever. And so I just think it's the way that they've brought, been brought into the sport and how they've been brought up playing it. And that's just part of it for them. And I think we don't see that as... I think it's a cultural difference in terms of the sport with England, India, whatever. And I think that's... We don't see it... We see it as kind of strange because that's something we wouldn't do. But actually, from looking at their side of the culture, I think... I can understand. Yeah, I mean, I'd liken it to, um, for me, when I was younger, I went to a lot of football with my dad. And then we went to see one Tigers match. And the yeah. first thing that, that came to us was that we had to sit down when the teams came out and then stand up again for cheering. You know, it was the different cultures just between the two sports in the one country. Um, and what I've got written down is like another perspective yeah, yeah, exactly. for the whole uh, India and the celebrations and the, I guess, the loudness of the whole affair is that's also, you know, because of the the size of the sport in that country. If you look at football and the comparison with football, are we? is this just not India's version of Premier League football? Is this not what this is now? And that's the that's why they have the, the superstars in Kohli yeah, and Dhoni and all these big names in cricket. Does it breed that that successful superstar, I guess, culture? Yeah, they're, they're, they're big. They're massive people. And it's like the 80%, I think it's something like 80% of the cricket wealth the wealth in cricket mm. comes from India. Um, so it is their main kind of thing. And I think for us as British people, football is so high that we, we can't compare yeah. anything to it. And we can only say like, oh, it's kind of similar. But I mean, in Australia, um, when Australia's, cricket's the number one sport in Australia. And when they, Steve Smith and it all came out that David Warren and him cheated. And actually some people see being captain of the Australian cricket team a higher role than being yeah. the prime minister or um, whatever they call it over there. So it's it's hard for us to see in that in the sense, actually, that, yeah, they are superstars, these people in, within their own countries. And, yeah, we rate them as a cricketer and we, we think, oh, they're an amazing cricketer. But actually, the influence that they have over a country is so high. Someone like Kohli has such an influence over the people of India um, that I don't even think we can begin to understand the influence that he has. Um, so it's quite quite important to, to see how much of a role model they are. And I think in British in British cultures, we do have role models. Obviously, everyone has their own different role models, but I don't think they quite have the impact that some of these superstars do. No, yeah, I mean, when Mass mentioned the 05 Ashes, I think that was the first time cricket became popular in the mainstream media for definitely our generation. Um, because it was the first time we had national success in the sport. There, yeah, isn't, certainly. there isn't hardly any draw now, I think, to county games. Definitely the four or five-day um, affairs. What was this year, the Mobilis Trophy? You hear lots of stories about them being a couple hundred people on the ground. That's built for a few thousand, you know? Mm. Um, so we can't compare it to the domestic league. But I guess the only thing we have, like you say, is the, is the football. But as the Englishman, we can't compare to that because we're, we're set in our ways, aren't we? The fan base and social media... Of England, of Indian cricketers is great. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think, uh, yeah, looking at that, I mean, in terms of we've got the uh, T20 blast or whatever, but even then, I mean, 
people don't go to watch that for cricket. They go to watch that to have a beer or whatever after the game. I think that's what we're doing. Mm. Like me and you being yeah. like, haven't we, Jed? Um, and you, you go for the social thing. You don't necessarily right, go I think to watch in India they'll go for the cricket, don't they? Well, I mean, they've got some good cricket. I mean, you've got a population of a billion. I mean, you're going to have yeah. some good cricket there, aren't you? Going back to the celebrations part, one of my favourite celebrations yeah. is Imran Tahir. What a celebration that is. Oh, he gets very excited, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, goes on his massive... if, if I'm right, he does a lap of the square, yeah. doesn't he? Screaming. If he had a Fitbit on, it definitely I mean, 10,000 steps just from his celebration. <laughs> well, I mean, we've had plenty of... You guys talk at... <laughs> hey, Reminds me of you, really, Jess. I don't. I just go for the old... I just go for the old gun. Bang, bang. Two fingers. Bang, bang. Oh, he does, actually. <laughs> he does do that. Usually me and you, Rory, have got a look of, uh, a look of shock. And how the hell is that ball got a wicket? <laughs> yeah, oh, mate. To be fair, though, it gets wickets, doesn't it? Shit gets wickets. You've only got to look at some of the IPL games to know that. Oh, I remember my point now. I've got it. So, going back to the influence, on, influence of social social media. So, if you look at the players, um, you look at the Indian supporters, well, you'll know first-hand, Roy, if you, if you argue on Facebook, the amount of... So, for example, if we were to put Virat Kohli isn't the best player in the world, the amount of followers, the, the amount of abuse we would get is is unbelievable, isn't it? Just, just, just. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Like, like, like Scott was saying, he's he's revered in the country, isn't he? I think he's equivalent um, like Cristiano Ronaldo, isn't he? Oh God, like a god. Oh, for sure. That's yeah. I mean, that's that's part of what led to my football comparison. You don't have any any cricket stars of that level in the country in England. You've got cricket stars within cricket in England, but in terms of a national, I guess, star, is this just because we know India for just cricket, or do you think Kugarat Kohli? MS Dhoni, etc., Bumrah, so on and so forth, are seen as their celebrities, their Roonies and mm. Alan Shearers, and I'm too far out of touch for football to name any current players. <laughs> um, <laughs> but do you think that's the? Do, is that just our skewed perception, or maybe? Interesting. That's. I think actually, in that sense, though, I think it's hard for us to compare because even though, like, let's say Wayne Rooney is 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 kind of. Everyone thinks, wow, he's a good player. But the fact that he played for Manchester United, or he did, a lot of people would say, no, mm. I hate him because he played for Manchester United. He's an, I hate him so much. Like, Even though he's good for England, I still hate him as a person. And Manchester United fans were like, oh, Gerrard plays for Liverpool. Good player, but I hate him because he plays for Liverpool. Whereas it seems to be that is completely taken away. Like maybe a Rajasthan Royals fan would go, totally still my favourite player in the world because he's Indian, because he's done so much for the game of, of cricket. And I think... That's where football and cricket are completely different to each other in the sense that, like, for us, everybody supports the um, England cricket um, when they all play together. No one really has... I think there's a lot more... I think because of how big the sport football is in our country, people tend to support the football, the actual teams, Manchester United, Chelsea, rather than actually supporting the, the national team as much. They get behind them in big tournaments and things like that. But in cricket, every tournament means something. Every test series means something. Every ODI series means something. Um, so I think we get behind the national teams like a lot more in mm. cricket because we had the chance yeah, to, point and that's why like everybody adheres Kohli in India because they don't they don't have that rivalry between the team as much. They just appreciate the game of cricket. I think I think that's no, no, I agree. Anyway. I agree. Boys Couldn't summarise it better. Yeah, again, I'll ramble our second one that too, mate. Now looking ahead, keeping on the India topic right, while nice. we are got you on board. Um, India tour coming up in the in the well, I guess in the winter for us is it January? I think it starts. January, yeah. The twelve centrally centrally contracted hub, blah blah. <laughs> the twelve centrally contracted players for England. Yeah. Do we think that's going to be our uh, English squad for the tour to India? Mm, yeah, I, I post. Oh, then again, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I yeah. see a few more spinners coming in. I see some more. Spinners yeah, I'd agree with squad. that. Um, and I see uh, Ben Folks being in the squad as well because. Last time we went, was it was it in India? He did well last time, or Sri Lanka? I think he did really well. Um, so I see there being a few more spinners. Than I've seen. Folks yeah, well, there aren't any well. spinners at all, are there? In the um, no, they're not. There's no spinners at all in that uh, Red Bull contract. Sam Curran in that. So you definitely say. Yeah, exactly. Sam Curran is in the. Yeah, yeah Sam Curran. Yeah, had a really, Bull. really good series against India, didn't he, last time round? So I can't see him. I can't see him not going. I see yeah. probably Jack yeah. Leach going. Um, I see Don Best yeah. going. I potentially see uh, they've what got about to have the um, spinners at least because there's probably going to be what two about the young the game. Uh, sorry, spinner. Um, um, Verdi. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, you've got Will Jacks, haven't you? But there's um, oh, okay. a guy called Verdi. He's a genuine spinner. Um, I'd only dislike to... I mean, Rashid and Ali. Moe and Ali have got to be there, right? Not for no? me. Not for me. I don't take I don't take Ali. I just don't think his his, his confidence is not at that at that level right now. I think he's got to get some confidence back. What, however it comes, I don't know. But he started to get it back in the ODI against Australia. Um, but he's just kind of he's just got to he's got to get it back somehow. I see there being yeah. Don Best and Jack Leach definitely. He could be right with Rashid. I think there's also a, a shout for what's that leg spin in the Lancashire called uh, Parkinson. That's the one. I think it's going to be hard to 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 break into this this centrally well. contracted squad of sorts now, though. Because I mean, if you look at the incoming contracts they've got, it's, it's Bess, who we've already mentioned, and Leach, who we've already mentioned. Um, so there's four there in Ali, Rashid, yeah. Bess, and Leach. So talking of Parkinson, uh, Verdi, and who was your sorry lad, Jed? Oh yeah, Verdi from sorry. Oh, you, have you got yeah. quite a few, haven't you? You've got Verdi, uh, Matt Ross, Moriarty, yeah, I mean... Will Jacks, all young players. They were in the England Lions squad last year, weren't they? I think Moriarty's quite good. I, I know he's done really well in the. Um, I think he did. Yeah, his last, he's got some important wickets and hasn't gone to many. And as a young spinner in T20, that's pretty impressive to be fair. I don't know. I don't. I don't know enough about spinners. I don't know. Do you think it'd be especially spinner, or do you think they'd bring oh, someone yeah. like Joe Denley back who can bat and has got that leg spin as well? I don't know. I, I just know they're going to need spinners because they, they'll have at least two spinners in the team at one time, like specialist spinners. So do you add that extra with you've got Joe Root, obviously? Do you add that extra with someone like Denley that can bowl a little bit of part-time leg spin? I don't know. I don't, they definitely need two at one yeah. time, maybe even three, you know, looking at... Some of the pitches dead and slow and stuff like that. You you need a spinner. Someone like Joffre Archer is not going to be as effective in uh, in those conditions. You're not going to have Joffre and, and Mark Wood in the pitch at the same time. You, you're going to have. You wouldn't have just about playing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I wouldn't. I'd have it in Australia, of course. It's just about mm. knowing the the where you're playing at, um, what pitches you're playing at, um, and they'll know, for example, what what works best. And they, I think they won last time they went to India, cooked batted for hours and hours and hours. Um, you just got to know what. Uh, what and we, works and what doesn't. But for me, I in know. one of the lost episodes, yeah. Jed and I did, we discussed um, the wicket takers in India. And amongst that, I think Jadeja and Ashwin came away from it with 26 and 20, 28 and 23 wickets apiece, maybe 28 and 26 apiece um, from the series, from the five matches. Back, and the next highest was Adil Rashid with 24. So uh, the, the, the highest wicket taker for England in terms of seamers and swing bowlers was Ben Stokes with mm. nine. Jimmy and so Jimmy I mean, and Broad and Anderson went and they didn't yeah, do so well. Spin yeah, they weren't very effective, were they? No, but you've, I don't know. You've got to play them while they're on top, while they're on the game, and while they can still play. I oh, yeah, for sure. Fit. I mean, you, your long game um, here, you're looking at Ashes next year, aren't you? That's the long game for for Jimmy, definitely, and Broadly. Um, they both want to be there in the Ashes next year. Jimmy's come out and said he still wants to be playing in 21, 22 when they play the away Ashes tour. He wants to go to Australia. He wants to play in those games. So you can't really leave them out. What's already quite a sparse test schedule when they need test playing time to stay in form yeah. for these games they are going to be good at. Or, or do you go horses playing, of courses? Yeah. Like you've already said, do you drop the like they did in the summer against the West Indies and pick bowlers they think are going to suit the pitches they're going to play on? Personally, I think it's an interesting one. Do you pick players on form in terms of how they've been in the last test or not? Because, for example, you look at someone like Chris Wokes, who had, uh, he's had phenomenal years in England, but when you look at his numbers outside of um, England, his numbers are quite poor. So, I think it is about what's doing what's right for the conditions, but also you've got to look at form as well and who's been playing cricket and who hasn't been playing Yeah, cricket. who'd be a selector. Um, so these players playing the IPL, it's, yeah, exactly. These players playing the IPL, it's good for them to get a bit of cricket and they'll, they'll come back a lot fresher than, for example, um, someone that's not been playing, a Stuart Broad, a, a James Anderson or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. It's a really difficult one. What do you do? Yeah, what do you do? And you make a decision and England lose or that player plays bad, then... It's your neck on the table, isn't it, at the end of the day? Or your head yeah, on the table, I will, sorry. We discussed at the start of this, actually. Um, Jed and I have discussed a great length for how we would never, ever be selectors <laughs> because of this exact issue. You've got the incredible depth England have, and more than that, how they all play very differently on very different surfaces. Um, but then we apparently don't know our setup even in England now for a full bowling attack, do we? They changed it, what, five times in that tour? Um, when West Indies came over? Do you... Yeah, yeah, but it's nice to have that... Um... That depth for once, isn't it? Because I don't think us growing up, like we've had an amazing eleven, but there's not been that much depth to it. But it's just some really, really good depth to it now. 
Yeah, class. well, I mean, the last time I could say, again, just to bang on about it, it was the 05 Ashes. That's the last time I could confidently say. Saying that, no, you only have to look back a few years and you add Broad, Anderson, Finn, Tremlett, Bresnan. Um, and then the list goes on. Grey Onions. Who else had well, a lot of spell that summer? Tremlett now. Like, jacked. <laughs> wow, man. He is absolutely jacked. He's put, you know, well, he's a big bloke anyway, wasn't he? You know he's a big bloke anyway. Just like double that. That's what he is now. He's he's a monster. Sorry, mate, sorry went off tangent there. I just, I just thought, yeah, mate, he's massive. He's going into bodybuilding. Yeah, he's going into bodybuilding. Just to discuss another former player's uh, past. Let's have, let's have a quick look now. I'm pretty sure he's done a couple of shows yeah. as well. Sorry, yeah, going off and tangent. Mate. He's massive. I can hear I can hear <laughs> Scotty typing away. I'm just actually looking for the because um, I want to uh, to just shout it out. Really, is and we were saying, oh, we're not had much strength in 2005, but actually. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you've seen it, the programme on the Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That's Ed. why I say I, I'm, I'm eating my own words because of the, uh, the depth they had then. Because they discuss, uh, Stephen mm. Finn discusses that, doesn't he? About how he was the leading wicket taker before that yeah, last test. Really, exactly. I really highly recommend that watch. I think it was a brilliant show just to look at the, how teams, like you think everything's fine, they're winning games, but actually what can be under the surface um, and things kind of boiling over. And I think you've got to get that, that balance right of, high performance and also a place where people want to be and I think they did have that started but they kind of lost that but I think that's a great watch if anyone wants to uh, watch something to do with cricket and find a little bit out of how to be a professional cricketer that is yeah it goes into great length doesn't it about the the mental toughness you need to be a cricketer and how it just is and how it can destroy some people just to mention Steve Harms again the only reason I have gone the two two mentions today is because I had a as you know, I do my rabbit holes on the internet and I go down my little searches, sometimes I end up in Facebook debates. This one ended up in reading um, a Guardian article and that was about Steve Harmson and his depression before the tour to the West Indies prior to the 2005 Ashes. I've already mentioned five times, six times, seven times. Um, and that was that he was trying to, he, he considered crashing his car on the way to the airport because he didn't want to go on that tour um, just because of what he was battling at the time. And you look back now and you think all those players in that squad that all these players that we know of and that were that successful, again, the same as the Edge, they were the number one test team in the world for, what, two years? Um, you don't know just from looking at them, do you, yeah, what's, what, what really is happening. We've had peaks of the IPL and the facilities they've had in Dubai and the United Arab Emirates, spick and span, whatever you could want. And it's, it's a good mention to how far the game's come, where a number one England te- test bowler at the start of time, Steve Harmison, felt like he couldn't be honest about the fact that it was depression, said it was homesickness, because that's more understandable then than it would be to say, you know, he didn't want to get up in the morning and go and do his job. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, it's just a nice little, uh, to have this kind of reveal from the BBC is nice to see we're going in some kind of right direction with it. Yeah, exactly. And it's nice to actually, for people to come out and actually say that, because, I mean, everyone thinks, oh, like you say, the highlight of being a professional sports player, professional, whatever you're doing. And actually, the the... It's not they've got there for a reason. Like they've worked so hard to get there, and actually, once some people get there, it's it's, it's too much for them. And they're highly talented. That everyone gets trained. Let's say a cricketer and you're a fast bowler, you get trained how to be a fast bowler. This is what you should be doing. But there's no one to say to you like this is how to handle the media. This is to handle um, this side of it. This is how to handle criticism. The thing is with social media now, I feel like players and or whatever should get a little bit of social media training. And whether they do or not, I'm not sure, but. Some on how to actually handle handle that side of it because I think they do get training certainly on this is go go and talk to the media this is the questions they're going to ask you this is how you should answer them but what do you say when someone texts you on on ten o'clock on a Saturday night after you've just lost a third Ashes Test says to you you are the you're the worst player I've ever seen F in this F in that uh, you should never wear an England shirt you make this country um, no one's proud of you in this country. How do you deal with that? What do you say to them? Uh, do you ignore it? Do you say something back? What you, you drained as it is? You've just played five days of Test cricket. You've just lost. You've lost against the biggest r- rival, Australia. Um, and I think that's a big. And that's how it does drain on people and it gets to people. And maybe their form does kind of drain. Their form starts to go downhill, or is it actually their mental, their mental capacity is draining a little bit? And actually, they're not as aware as they were before. So they're not watching the ball quite as much. They've got other things on their mind. It's it's quite hard. To yeah, well, when you've got a game like cricket, which is such a skill-based game, and you only have to obviously it's come a fair way in terms of physical uh, standards and requirements, but it's definitely more skill-based, and a, and a testament to that has got to be Raquel Cornwall, right? Like the bloke's not the fittest 
most agile bloke in the world, but he's a test cricketer. He's registered caps. Mohammed Abbas, you, in any other yeah. sport, you'd say he doesn't know his elbow from his arse, but he's one of the best bowlers in the world, you know? Like, yeah. just from the way he runs, you can tell he's not a natural sportsman, but he can bowl a cricket ball. It's all very much a skill-based sport, and that's, at the end of the day, all in your head, and it's all mind-muscle connection. It's all dependent. Yeah, yeah exactly. Skill and so mental. The, the mental stress mm. is just... You can't imagine what it will be like. I know when I watched the the test, the Amazon documentary on the Australian team coming back from the Steve Smith thing, we've already mentioned the you've already mentioned that some people view the job as being more important of Australia cricket captain being more important than the Premier of the country. Like we're talking about players here from from England that are very little known outside of cricket. Well, in Australia, like you've said, it's the be all and end all. Can you imagine the the emotional and mental stress Steve Smith, David Warner, etc., were under when they came across for that ashes, being these blokes who spent a year out. You can't you can't really put it into words how hard that must be, not just in a I guess a, a personal physical achievement. It's, it's more than that, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's why it has such the the mental impact on people and, and you don't actually behind closed doors nobody knows quite what's going on and just a little story, a little backstory, I know oh, might not interest anyone, I don't know. But I was, um, when it was the World Cup final, um, rugby, Australia against New Zealand and in, in England, um, and I went, luckily I was enough to went, go. And uh, okay. Darren Goff was there, yeah, former England cricketer. Um, and I managed to get a chance to speak to him um, just as part of the, um, well, he was just, he was there. And, and I think uh, we got a chat into him uh, through, through a contact that my father had, and my dad had. And he um, was just talking to me and saying, "Is he said I was a good cricketer? Don't get me wrong, I was I was a good cricketer. I was good at youth level. I was good when I played for my club at 21, 22 years old. But he said I had just wanted to make it, and it was all he just wanted to make it, and he knew that he was going to make it. And playing for England, he just knew that that was going to happen. And having that kind of mental um, yeah. linkers, if you say, and this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to get there. It's it's so important." Um, and it, it's such a difficult thing to to have and to have that motivation to keep going. And I think back in those days when when he was coming through, I think it was a lot not easier. But you've not got the side the, the side tracks of social media nowadays and all that kind of thing that's having an impact. So yeah, I think yeah. I mean, to compare it to football, uh, Italian ninety Bobby Robson taking over the England football team. Uh, he I'm pretty sure he completely banned newspapers in the, the hotel they were staying in. So, yeah, so not a single player I knew, right. like, yeah, the, I right. guess, the critics' opinion of them for that game unless they went out of the way to get it, and they were essentially told not to. Um, I don't know if the if the changing room itself, in terms of the attitudes within there, will have changed much. You still hear all the stories. More, obviously, this is more, we know for rugby, the old-school attitude of rugby versus what it is now, you know, hazing and all the rest of it. But in terms of this, the media they are exposed to, like you say, Nowadays, it's completely different to what it would have been then. Now you can literally just turn your phone over and you've got 20 opinions about what's just happened in the third ball of the 17th over in the IPL from one bowler to one batsman. Like There's, there's so much of ability to access people and share your opinion with them that there's, there's going to be no way of stemming that unless you can just completely no-no it. And obviously teams like the IPL, like so with money, aren't going to want that because that's revenue for them. We discussed Chris Gale maybe being well, he played, just he played for the revenue. Day. Oh man! Just take you on another tangent. Oh, oh yes, I, I forgot about yes, that. Yes, he did. That's fine. We can we can go on a tangent yeah, about Chris Gale if you want. Side, uh, I can talk about Chris Gale all week. He did all right as well, didn't he? Got fifty odd. He struggled at the start. I think he was seeing the ball all right. He just couldn't get it off the square, and then I think it just got to an over. And you could see is it Rahul yeah. who's the captain yeah. of Kings Eleven? Every single ball that was either a dot or you know um, a single, he'd be saying to him. And, Move motion his hand as in hurry up. We've all seen it on a village match. Scotty would do it all the time, wouldn't he? In the K-pop game. I think he just just went all right oh. then and just tonked one straight overhead, hundred meters probably. Who knows? It's Chris Gale he can hit it two hundred tries. I reckon. He got his fifty off thirty-six um, balls, didn't he? Yeah, but I think it was twenty-one. It was twenty-five for twenty-one really? at one oh, point. Wow. One acceleration. I think it was quite. It was quite low strike rate to start with. Yeah, yeah. But he kicked on. Definitely kicked he got on. Got run out of last ball over there or second to last ball. It was, uh, I think Definitely it was the last ball, yeah. They needed one to win. In comes Nicholas Purin. Massive six to win the game. Can you imagine that? The pressure he's under. Bosh. 
Yeah, but it was a full toss and it just came down the wicket I, and just went. Bang, thank you very much. It came down the wicket and it was a yeah, full toss yeah, and just went bang. One, one, bang, thank you, you Thing is, though, we, when they discussed the World Cup, did you watch the the World Cup through their eyes? The Sky Sports documentary. I last did. Year, yeah, when, when they were all squad, commentating about it, um, they spoke. Yeah, Ben Ben Stokes spoke about for that last ball of the was yeah. the regular game where they needed two to win, one to super over. He said, "In my head, either I try and dink it for the one and get the super over, and maybe run two and get the win, or I try a big swing at it, miss, and we lose." Do you reckon Poran went out with an attitude of it doesn't matter yeah, we'll get caught if I miss this because it's super over either way or I can win with a big shot and look like the hero? Is that the is that the, the attitude he went in with or do you think it was more a case of he's already been told it doesn't matter by a coach? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, so the other end of that scale you've got Mark Wood <laughs> who comes in and all he needs to do is run and he wears thigh pad, <laughs> arm pad, chest pad and everything he's got that he normally wears because in his mind that's what he bats in. You know? You've got the two ends of the scale on yeah. there, haven't you? It's yeah, like what we said, it's a mental game, isn't it? He wanted to go out with this thing. Maybe he thought, maybe it was, um, what do you call it, when you've got, um, I think in that situation, your mind's probably a bit blank, isn't it? Because you're like, I, whatever happens here, I'm either the hero or I'm either the zero. Not zero, because they would have gone to a super over. So I think in that situation, like when that ball is going through the air, I don't think you're thinking a lot of things. I think yeah. you're just thinking, right, yeah. the ball's there to hit, I'm going to hit it. You don't think like, oh, I better just jab that down or whatever. I need to dab that down, play that here, wherever. I think it's just think about scoring Stokes runs is, sometimes in yeah. that situation. Yeah, Stokes I mean, yeah. It's so impressive. His clarity of thought is just impeccable, isn't it? You know, he's, he's been through all that. And then for him to still be thinking, as you said, Rory, if I miss this, I'm out. So let's just take the single. Because it was a full toss, wasn't it, that he, that he hit for one and then, or yeah, hit for one and then got back to the, that went to the super over. But the clarity of thought is, Fair play to him. Like under that amount of pressure, he could think that clearly and execute what he wanted. To do these things, for example, when I'm batting, yeah, I have to superstition. That's it, superstition. So that's the superstition, maybe in, in Mark Wood's head. I have to, and, and Puran might think if I don't play my natural game here and don't hit this for wherever it should go, or I'm just going to, or maybe just thought, I'm going to play this ball on merit. If it's there to hit, I'll hit it. If you, not, I'll try and you, put it in the gap so I can run one and. That's probably that's probably one yeah, yeah. Head. I, I think ball oh, yeah. you'd see ball hit ball. Have you, have you boys the, got any uh, super, yeah. superstitions? Not really, man. No, I just know that if I don't I do, open yeah. the ball, and I'm too tired to ball my full overs. Throw your toys out after I come in <laughs> first change. My my superstition is I have to when I'm batting I have to hit the ball the bat on the floor four, four times. What in your uh, trigger? So like I'll I'll be waiting for the ball to come. So I go one, two, look up. And go three, look up again, and then four, and like hold the bat there on the floor, on my fourth, and then like as he's going, well, just as he's like go, about to go into his action, then I'll have the bat up and ready to play the ball. And I mean, I do it in the nets all the time when I don't use it, but in a game, I just do it because I feel like. Well, I no, you see, you, so you say myself. that's a superstition you have. I just say that's that's learned behaviour. That's just your mental. We're talking about the mental side of the cricket again. Is that just not what you do yeah, to feel comfortable with the cricket bat in your hand and it's the trigger you've always had, therefore it just becomes second nature, yeah. Yeah, or is that, yeah, or is it, yeah, it's hard. It's the same in rugby, like when I'm goal kicking and I'm, I have to go through a certain routine that I do. Is that superstition or is that just a routine? And that's the same with the batting, isn't it? Is it, is it a routine? Is it, it's hard to know, to know what it is really. Like, I know, I mean, that, that thing is to try and get the thoughts out of my head and just, like, let's say I've been nearly out drop the ball before and doing something like that just takes concentration away. That's why it's a hard game being a batsman, isn't it? I think that's why as an all-rounder, certainly in the in the local village game, as an all-rounder, it's actually quite nice because you know you're going to get a bat and you know you're probably going to get a bowl as well. So you've got both aspects of it. Whereas if you're an opening batsman and you get bowled first ball or you get that's run your out feet up the rest of the 10 hours, isn't it? Well, you've just not wasted your whole weekend. But that, yeah, that's like, oh, all right. Well, I've only got a chance next week. And I think that's where it comes in sometimes. So I like I only like to play one day a week sometimes just because if I'm working, I want to have a day off as well. But actually then sometimes when I'm on a Sunday and I've got out early and, and I'm not going to bowl myself, I think yeah. oh, I should have played yesterday. But then that cycle just keeps going. So it's a really, really difficult one. And that's why cricket, that's why what drags you in. I'm going to play next week, so I score runs. I'm going to play the week after, so I score runs. And, Oh, That's for sure. And I mean, you're obviously game, coming at it and you said then in terms of bats, but you didn't get any runs, you'll do it next week. For me, if I have if I have four overs in a game 
and I've got two or three little nicks and edges I don't get caught, or two or three that I miss the stumps by a few centimetres, where the batsman's completely been beaten and it all ends up. Then the following week, I want to do it again, because in my head, I'm going to bowl a bit fuller, and it's going to get that wicket, and the edge is going to get caught, and everything's going to work. Like you say, it's a draw to come back in for the following week, because you've got that. Cricket's so, so specific in terms of how it's all measured. It's all very decimal pointed, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it can be very easy sometimes. to then compare yourself and say, well, I, I know what I'm doing here and I can do 10 times better. I can compare that visually with numbers in front of me. Hey, sorry, you? just... That's easier for a bowler <laughs> to do that than a batsman because uh, you get hit for a exactly. six bowler, you've got another chance. If, you get, if, you're, if, you're, if your off-stump goes hit, gets hit for six, then... Yeah, well, I mean, we, we, we spoke last week. week about how uh, cricket was a, was a batsman's game. Um, and I think in terms of the laws of cricket, that's true. But then, as you've just said then, a bowler gets another five cracks or six if it's a wide or eight or nine, depending on how many wide he bowls, to have another crack at, you know, getting a wicket. A batsman gets bowled, yeah. that's it, gone, see ya. So, maybe... Just to go back to your point, Roy, when you said where you missed, uh, missed the stumps by just a few inches, are you on about the second set of stumps? Because I've never seen you bowl a few inches off the main set of stumps. <laughs> now, now, hang on, Jed. The Jed Jed's not got a hack of bowling at stumps because he knows how much. Only because you say Jed bowl at stumps. I'm like, yes, Alex. Those three pegs. I know I'm trying to bowl at Alex. Oh, don't bowl it short, Jed. Yes, Alex. Oh, I thought I'd just bowl it short. I don't. Give it. You can smack it to six, Alex. Yes, Alex. I know it's just been bashed over my head. Why was that? Yes, because I bowled too short, Alex. Now piss off. I know what I'm doing wrong, Alex. That's literally how my Sundays go. I don't. I used to think there was nothing more disheartening as a bowler to have a batsman just like pitch hit a ball that you've pitched too short just casually, like, over your head for six. Until you get the batsman stood at mid-off going, pitch it up a bit. Like, you're not trying to do that in the first place. Like, oh, yeah, no, 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 I actually want to put it on back of my head so he can just sit back and knock me over my own head. I, I do prefer Alex bowling. Is the worst player it's never a, never a voluntary choice. The best one with Jed is, though, he say, Jed, just, just, just put it outside off stump. Yeah, 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 yeah. next ball. Uh, which one's Jed. off stump again? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> should we uh, should we move on from this lack of knowledge we're showing uh, on behalf of our host and get him to run the uh, the seven questions of quizzes line? Yes, yeah, so it's actually six. I must count it. Three, four, five. Yes, yeah, so it's an over of questions. <laughs> Look at that. It's cricket laws. Oh, perfect, perfect. Ah, the wide. It's you bowling. That'll be ten, no ten questions. Anyway, right. Moving on. <laughs> moving on to the uh, quiz. Let's move on. Get quizzical boys. See what I've done there. No, yeah. no. What is it? Is it quick on the buzzer? No, it's, it's for you two boys. Are we uh, writing down ten right seconds? Give an answer. Yeah, you can do. So basically, it's going to be cricket. Um, yeah. I'm not very good with accents. I'm just going to go purely robotic. It's cricket commentaries, and I would like you boys to tell me what it's about, what players are involved, if you can remember the game, what game it was. Okay. Okay. Pretty simple. Well, first okay. one will be remember the name. Can you boys tell me who that was? Oh, where that was? What happened? No, because I thought it was no. I think I know the event. I just have no idea who the player is because I didn't do as you requested and remember <laughs> the name. Wasn't it NASA who said that as well? Was it NASA who said remember the name? Not. Yeah, I've got the answer. Incorrect. What's the next one? Number Jeff? two. Let's move on. Um, forgive my accent. So it's going to be quite robotic. Can you tell me what this was about and who was it? Who was involved? You're not chirping now, mate. Not getting any wickets. You're not chirping now, mate. Oh, not getting yeah. any wickets. That's ball number two with a quiz. Let's get quizzical. Oh, what year was that? Ready for the next one? I am, mate, yeah. You cannot I'm do that. Yet. Blank. You cannot do that. Blank. I do. I know exactly. Ooh, I'm not sure on this one. Ready for the next one? Yeah, go on. Yeah. No, I had to okay. write it down because it was a bit of a long one. Do you think we should do the answers for I'm the happy. first I'll be there. and do another yeah. day after? So, the first one? I've got um, when Carlos Brathwaite hit Ben Stokes um, for them sixes um, in the okay. World T20 final in 2016. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Remember the name? Michael Holden said it. I haven't got who did it, but I know it wasn't Michael That's Holden. Is it Ian Bishop? Ian Bishop. 
Ian Bishop, that's it. Ian Bishop. Yeah, that was it. That's who said it. So, no, zero points Next for me. Next one. So, Chirps in. I think this is Mitchell Johnson sledging to right. Jimmy. Jimmy bowls him, turns around, opens his arms wide, and euphoria yeah, ensues. Iconic moment. This is the... T- I, I went for the 2014 English Ashes. 2015? 13, because it was at home, wasn't it? Perfect. Yeah, I've got that. Question Perfect. three. Ashes, Mitchell Johnson to Jimmy. Um, you cannot do that blank. I've got Ben Stokes when he caught that catch against South Africa in the first game opening right. round in 2019. I didn't know who it was, so kudos out. there, sir. But everything else, yeah. And what are oh, me? Do you know the um, commentator that said it? Nasser. Yeah, correct, Nasser. Nasser Hussein. Good Nasser. No, Nasser Hussein. Nasser Hussein. I was thinking Ian Bishop. I mean, I, I always thought the first was one was Nasser. Nasser so, right. Anyway. Let's do these other ones then, Jellicorn. What's Question fourth? fourth? It's quite a long one. Nice. Said bye. I've seen, I've seen some remarkable cricket moments in my life, but that is the best yeah. I've seen in over 50 years. Dot, 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 saved the ashes and gave a magical, inspirational innings. Can you uh, repeat the first half of the statement, please, Quizmaster? I've seen some remarkable cricket moments in my life, but that is the best I've seen in over 50 years. Might give it away there. Okay. Okay, I think I think I know. Yeah, I think I know who it is. It's quite simple. Well, I'm hoping you guys will get it. It gives it away, really. But you know, I've got to put an easy one in there. That he was so confident to take the time to clean his glasses off and then clean them in between balls shows how composed he was. Amazing stuff. Hero, absolute legend. (laughs) Probably, yeah, probably the best batsman of that summer, hands down. You to be. Best single England's ever seen. That's if for you, sure. You get extra brownie points, or ex, you can get an extra point if you know who said that. It's pretty easy who it's about, but who said that? And last one, last last uh, last ball of the over. This deserves a place in Ashes history. Yeah. Yep. Oh, mate, this one's pretty tough. I'll give you a um. It was a bowler. I'll give you a, um, as in that's what it was about. It was about a bowler at Trent Bridge, if that helps. Oh, you, you might have given that away there, Possibly. mate. Oh, you've given it away there. It's quite a tough one. Yeah. If we both get that wrong, we're going to look like idiots. <laughs> Are we ready for the answers? Right. Yeah, remind us of the, the questions again, Jack. So, ball number three. Sorry, ball number four. I've seen some remarkable cricket moments in my life. That is the best I've seen in over 50 years. Ben Stokes saved the Ashes and gave him magical inspirational innings. Did you guys get? Do you know who it was? Yeah, I got Ben Stokes also. Was that the Headingley? Correct. Yeah. No. I got Ben Stokes. Oh, I went for Agus. I got that wrong. No, was it Agus? Jeffrey Boycott. Oh, you know what? I met him. I met him the following week, didn't I? I should have known that. Should have known that. That's that's just bang out of order. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, at least we can both be happy with number five, can't we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was, what was the question? Yeah, Cleaning his glasses? Yeah, that he was so confident to take time to take his glasses oh, off. Oh, God. It... I said it was Atherton. You see, you went Atherton, I went Vaughan. Oh, no, it was Joe Root. That's why it's a tough one. Joe Root. Okay, I like that. Bit of a trick okay, one there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Still got the extra thing right. And then, this, then the, last the last one, one. Was what so what was, was the conversation? It deserves a place in Ash's history. Yeah. Now I had no idea when you yeah. said that, and when you said Trent Bridge, I went straight to Stuart Broad. And was it a six for or a seven for? A bit more. Eight for fifteen. Yeah, that's right. Eight, yeah, for, 15 eight for fifteen. Trent 15, Bridge, Broad. I think that's what he took. That's the oh my god face as well, isn't it? When he runs along with his hands yeah. in his mouth. That's that moment. I've got bumbles. I've got. I have gone thing. for nobody because I forgot we were doing that by the time I got here, and I was just thinking about Ben Stokes and Stuart Broad and Jack Leach. So. I think it was Jeffrey Boycott. Good quiz, Jed. I'm, I like it a lot. And I think the listeners, I think they'll have a good go at it as well. And uh, I hope you uh, are <laughs> successful in the success. quiz. Successful yeah, I, I went, what was I? You were five, five. Yeah? Thank you very much, quiz. Yeah, I think we can make this a segment every week. Getting over in. Over in a yeah. question. I think maybe we take turns though so Jed can get involved. I think I'd, I'd stand a better chance against Jed than I would do against you, Scott. Hey. You're probably the, the head noise of this group. I've got some, I don't know, for some reason I just seem to remember cricket stats really, really well. And I'm 
it's just in your unconscious mind without you thinking about it you've remembered that fact and it, and it stays in your unconscious mind until it comes out again um, because you're interested in that area and i think exactly yeah, it's, it's funny about, what you say about, about sticking your head i mean we're already on what an hour and a bit for this so i'll, I'll make this the last time i'll take so um pat cummins let's go back to him his strike rate from over 16 through 20 in this year's IPL has been 196, considering to be a bowler, really. He heads up what is a very strong Australian bowling attack with Stark. Um, and, yeah, to 196 is a strike rate in the last four overs of match. It doesn't matter if it's IPL or anything. That's some going. Crazy, isn't it? That is some good stats. I just thought I'd, yeah. What you want? When you're buying a bowler and you get that, that, with the, that side with the batting of it, then it's, it's good, isn't it? It's what you want. So what the, the thing is that they get the chance to work on the batting because they'll be, as a test player, when, when your team's batting, you're in the nets for three or four hours at a time and getting really good coaching. So I think that's where your game can get upped and that's why players like Steve Smith, Sam Crow and all them players that are coming as bowlers have actually improved yeah. the batting significantly because they're in the nets all the time um, and getting the best coaches around. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see that and to, to understand that that's, that's how they get improved and it, it's just practice. Anyone out there that just wants to... You think, oh, my bat's not very good. Or yeah, just I mean, you're right. Practice. It goes back. I mean, one of the things I've always been a strong advocate for in terms of definitely rugby is that half of your skill as a player comes from the coaches you've been exposed to and the environment in which you've played your rugby in. So, obviously, in this case, it'd be cricket. Yeah. You can't deny for a spinner to go and work underneath. Uh, Morally, is one of the coaches, isn't he? You've got Ricky Ponting as another coach. Gillespie's another coach. All these greats of the game. Yeah, Anil Cumble as well. Yeah, you've got Cumble. And then you've still got the players in there, yeah. the experienced players like Gale and Shane Watson, Pollard and Bravo get on a bit now as well. These experienced players who can... Well, all the players, all the players. Even someone like uh, Morgan or something like that, he's been there and done that, won the World Cup as captain. It's about passing knowledge on and That's why uh, when you're a young person in whatever level, and you get, let's say you get picked up by Nottinghamshire, you get picked up by Surrey, whoever you are uh, as a young person, it's not just that you get the experience of playing more, but you get the coaching and stuff like that. And it's like you say, it's exactly the same in rugby. When you get picked up from an early age, it's maybe you're you're as good a player as the lad that doesn't get picked up or the girl that doesn't get picked up, but you just get that extra level of coaching that then enables you to go on to be that next level and to be better than... Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I don't know if Jed will agree and if you'll agree. Um, but I know when I went overseas for my rugby, I, I learned more in that overseas season than I probably had in the last two seasons mm. put together because it was a different perspective on the game of rugby. I'm sure rugby's different in Germany, Italy and, and, and Canada mm. as well, you know? And like we're saying in terms of cricket, you've got all these players who we spoke last week about how they all come together from different countries. I mean, imagine being a Radisson Royals player at the moment when you've got Stokes, Butler, Smith and... Um, God, Butler, Archer, time. Smith, Stokes. That yeah. was the... Yeah, Butler, Archer, Smith, Stokes. Stokes, so if you look at Stokes. a team like Register and Royals, you've got Butler, Smith, Archer and Stokes. Think of the experience just those four players are going to be able to share with you. You've got complete, four completely different styles of play and four completely different, I guess, roles in the team as well. Um, the, the, the wealth of knowledge they've all got in terms of the level of cricket they've played and the cricket they've gone through, both limited format and long, long format, it's, it's, it's going to help you as a player and it's going to push, if not just the young Indian players, but definitely India, to another level in terms of all their cricket, I'd say. And we already know how much wealth they hoard. Was it 60%, did you say, their earnings for the... 80%, 80% is where the cricket wealth is in, in India. So yeah, so they're a lumbering, money they're not even a lumbering giant. They're a giant in terms of a behemoth, in terms of the money they've got. Um, and it's going to be, I think, this is going to be one of the toughest tours to India that England are going to have um, this tour coming up because it's... <laughs> They have the momentum of cricket at the moment, and they've got. I remember when they did the. It was about. I watched a show, uh, Death of a Gentleman, Amazon Prime, and it's about the BCCI and the the hoarding of wealth they do and the amount of money they've got in the country. They don't even they don't let their internationals play outside the country now in domestic tournaments, do they? You won't see Kohli um, donate anyone from India, Bumrah, etc., playing outside of the IPL unless it's an international match, and. It's the similar thing to what England does with their centrally contracted rugby players, isn't it? All English rugby players play rugby in England. So they got to the World Cup final this year. They've won one already. It must work. And I think India, who are already ready a massive cricket nation, will be number one in a lot of things for a long time soon. Yeah, it's having that experience, isn't it? And I think 
actually, you could say that having that experience outside in other tournaments has, has been the making of, of English cricket. You look at the IPL, let's say, seven or eight years ago, there was hardly any English players. Whereas you look at it now, there's With probably it. eight, eight, yeah. or eight or nine players in the, in the IPL now. So actually, I think that could potentially be a downfall of Indian cricket because that experience of playing elsewhere and playing in this conditions and this conditions and this conditions in the tournaments actually helps you as a player grow and grow your confidence because, yeah, you know when teams go to India, it's probably more than likely England, India are going to win. But when they come to England, they struggle so much. Um, Kohli's only scored, I think, 100 in England. Um, so I think actually going abroad and actually playing um, in other countries and actually having that experience really, really helps you as a cricketer and takes you forward. And I think England have got quite a few young players playing in this IPL this year. And I think it'll only take them from strength to strength to have that experience playing there. They're playing in the IPL, they're playing in similar conditions that they'll play in in uh, January when they play Test. So actually, it's, I think it's brilliant. I, I think India are, are wrong in, in letting their players... Yeah, yeah that's another way to look at it, definitely. I mean, the, um, well. and if you want to relate it to the depth thing we spoke about earlier for England selectors, they've already got what, seven, eight very good bowlers to pick from? So you, you look at an Indian team now, we're picking for their selectors. Have they got now four or five great bowlers and then another 10, 15 below that are average? You're looking at increasing the standard of your, your competitive teams. So experience they're gaining from that isn't going to translate over into successful international teams. You can only have so many international players. Is that the... Yeah, yeah. So it, there's going to be more players getting the skill base yeah. for it. Does that create more competition? This is a. We can have another hour talk about this. I reckon. Easy. We could. We could definitely. Yeah, and I think this is something that, that like you said, I think if uh, if any of the readers want to get in touch and, and see how they what they believe about this and how they uh, how they view that point, I personally think that uh, I think India is completely different. They've got one point three, one point two billion people, and cricket's their main sport, so they're always going to have more cricketers coming through than what we have in England because cricket's not as big a sport in England. We don't have that big population, so. I think it's it's easier for us to say, oh yeah, they're going to have why have they got more players coming through? But they've got a bigger population, they've got more money invested into the sport. Of course, they're going to keep bringing better players and more yeah. players through. Yeah. And the average of an Indian player is probably better than the average of a uh, of a British player, just because there's more of them and there's and there's they've, they've been exposed to to better cricket because it's probably the yeah. I mean, the cricket is probably better than the club end of the bar. I'd agree with that, but and there's there's, there's, there's the there's anomalies you've got to take into account. One of which being, if we're talking rugby, the All Blacks. You know, they're such a tiny mm. nation compared to those they compete against. So I don't know if if it... Ooh, that's a big argument to come onto there, Rory, because they do have the pick of Fiji and Samoa and Tonga and all from all them islands. So that is a big um, one to go. I know I don't want to say too much, but when when all these um, countries have they have like schools and um, national they have like national under 12 tournaments in Samoa and Fiji a lot of the big private schools in New Zealand go across and say mm. do you want to come to our school and have a full scholarship paid for you um, definitely so and I think we can actually correlate that into England's team in terms podcast. of the the Petersons the Morgans the Insate South African name here well South Africa was a breeding ground for, for English cricketers you look at that team that won the uh, the best team in the world: yep. Strauss, born in South Africa; yep. Pryor, born in South Africa; Trot, South African; Peterson, Trot, South African. Um, yeah, of course. Current, yeah, they're from. Is it Zimbabwe? Yeah, I thought, they, I thought they were South and Jed actually corrected me to say they were Zimbabwean. Yeah. Um, so I think. Right. Well, there we yeah, go. That's, that's for next week then. So, in terms of this Zimbabwe. week, I think we'll wrap it up there. We'll say, as you said, Scott, if anyone wants to get in touch and discuss India, please write in. We've got Instagram. Uh, let me just double check the name of it. Have you boys given it a follow now? Yeah, yeah. I have. I have, mate. Yeah. <laughs> main guy, the main awesome boy. So we are on Instagram at proper <laughs> underscore village underscore cricket. Uh, there will be a Twitter under the same handle going up soon. Um, and DM us, message us. Most of the people listening will probably know Jed, Scotty, and I. Um, so just yeah, give us a shout. What we uh, what we saying for next week? We talk about the. <laughs> the way different teams pull their talent from different countries. Yeah, I think so. I think it's good to have a bit of a, a, a nice focus. And I think that is a good focus to have because there's so much that we can say about that. And it's nice to catch up on the cricket, of course, but it's nice to have those in-depth conversations about cricket and see, it'd be interesting to see what the users think and the listeners think of um, 
some of the ideas that we put across there towards that end of, of India and, and why they do have such a big pool of talent. And... That sounds good, Louis. All right, it's been a long night, boys. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. So Perfect, boys. Good night to both of you. Yeah, it's been a good night. Yeah, good has. night to both of you. Take care, boys. See you later. <laughs> yeah, see you, boys. Have a good one. Night. No. See you, boys. Cheers, Andrew. Bye. Yeah. Bye. It was good on it. The Jed Jed's not got a hack of bowling at stumps because he knows how much. Only because you say Jed bowling at stumps. I'm like, yes, Alex. Angry, you, and three pegs. I know I'm trying to bowl at Alex. Oh, don't bowl it short, Jed. Yes, Alex. Oh, I thought I'd just bowl it short I and don't... then he give it. He can smack it to six, Alex. Yes, Alex. I know it's just been bashed over my head. Why was that? Yes, because I bowled too short, Alex. Now piss off. I know what I'm doing wrong, Alex. That is literally how my Sundays go.